Well, episode nine is here and I cannot wait to share this with you today because I'm hoping that by the end of this, you are going to leave feeling empowered and confident in making decisions based on who you are as a couple and how you can inject your personality into your day to make it totally and utterly about you so that people go, oh my gosh, that was so them. Wasn't it funny when this happened? So typical. You want to bring that kind of personality into wedding. And I know it's hard and you feel like you're kind of stepping outside what you should do. But if anything, sometimes you just need a nudge for someone to be like, go ahead, do it. It's about you. So today, I want to be your nudge. Come on, let's get to it. Well, hello. I know you're a bride on a mission, getting ready for this transition from miss to bride boss. You don't give a toss. Slow down the bouquet, because you're going to do this all your way. You're fierce and you're fab and you're so far from drab. Let's rock and roll. We have ideas to console. I know you're a can-do bride, looking for her tribe to share and care about all things like, what the heck am I wear? Now it's your time to shine. Get ready for this divine new chapter of life where you transition into someone's wife. Enough of the rhymes. We don't have time. Let's go. Let's get throwing wedding wisdom around like confetti. Hello, and as always, welcome, gorgeous brides boss. It is me, Kristen, your cheerleader and coach, where each and every week on the Secret Brides Club podcast, I like to throw wedding wisdom around like confetti, knowing that you will catch the piece you need when you need it. So let's get ready for your weekly walk on the bride side. Do, 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 I'm not going to sing. Let's do this. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to Wedding Wednesday, where I like to throw wedding wisdom around like confetti. And this week, the confetti that I am throwing is all about owning you, doing you, being you for your wedding day. How can you make your wedding day more personal to who you are as a couple? So I'm really excited about today because I want today's podcast to leave you feeling empowered and confident that you can make decisions that are individual to you and not have to fit a wedding mold that you think you need to or should to fit. I'm doing a lot of like air quotes over here, but I think it's really, really important because so often I speak to brides and they say things like, oh, I'd really like to do this, but is that okay? And I'm like, "Mm, okay, (laughs) is it okay? Is that something you do as a couple? And they're usually like, well, yeah, I'm like, well, then it's okay. This may be a wedding day and it may feel very traditional and it may feel quite uh, overwhelming for some and quite a big, fancy kind of deal. And it really, really is. But it is about you and your partner creating a moment in, in time, a chapter in your life in this gorgeous, amazing book that you can be thrilled to call your book of life. And this is one amazing chapter that's going to be in the life of many other amazing chapters. So make it what you want and and totally own what that is. Now, before I go too far, I do have to stop and say that I decided to do something the other week and I went and bought myself a professional microphone to talk to you with. Yep, a professional microphone to podcast with you each and every week because I've had some beautiful, beautiful women reach out to me and say that certain podcasts helped them and that they loved listening in each week. And I was like, oh, I've only done like nine episodes, but it made me all like giddy and smiley that uh, that you were receiving these well and that they were making a difference and they were helping you. And I was like, well, hot damn, I'm going to go buy a microphone. So 
I welcome you today into my podcast where we haven't even hit 10 episodes, but I guarantee you I have got some rippers coming up and I do have a few that I'm going to start bringing some guests in, but you've got to bear with me guys. I like to jump two feet in and see how I swim. And so far I'm really enjoying the swim, but I haven't quite got to the stage where I've figured the whole two people podcasting out, but it is coming your way. So the other thing that you can do is please feel free on Instagram, Secret Brides Club, to contact me and let me know, are there episodes that you'd like to hear? What questions do you have? I want to be able to answer those questions, throw the confetti around and help other couples just like you plan their wedding day. So please, love a good chat, drop on in the DMs, email me or hop into the private Facebook group where each week I try to cultivate some really good conversations and really put a focus on each and every week where we can talk about things, questions that you might have, or I can just throw you some information and we work through them. But I digress. If you've listened to the last eight episodes, you know that happens. So let's get back on track. Let's talk about getting, making sure your wedding day is individual to you and what that looks like. And you know what? The biggest thing I want you to take from today's episode is feeling comfortable and confident in making those decisions. Like this is your wedding day and you create lots of visual moments and you spend a shitload of money usually on these beautiful moments. But the things for me that matter the most are the little little moments in the moments. Then your vows may have something really unique and quirky to them. Uh, it may be the signs that you have up on your wedding day it might not be traditional like most people. You know, there's so many ideas and I'm going to run through a few of them now so that you can at least think about them. There might be things outside this and if you've got them, I'm going to put a post on the Instagram, jump on there and um, add your thoughts on some other unique ways that you can make your wedding day your wedding day. But basically, today I want to talk about fucking the rule book. Um, sorry, I'm a swear bear and that does happen, but I just want to be honest and real with you guys that you don't have to play by the rules because this is your wedding. These are your rules. So for example, I have uh, we have a vineyard in the beautiful South Australia, which I do talk about a little bit in the podcast, which is a do-it-yourself venue. And we often have uh, couples come to us and I don't know, there's something, I don't know if it's me and them and we kind of just connect and we're drawn to each other because we're all a little bit quirky and we like to do things differently. But we had a gorgeous couple that came and their celebrant who they fell in love with, they went around there and met her one night to her, I think she came to their house and they sat down and they were talking about everything that they wanted on their wedding day. And she bought a bottle of rum to kind of congratulate them and and talk about the wedding day. So they started drinking this rum and these guys said to me, they had the most spectacular night where they were drinking rum. She ended up taking an Uber home. They ended up having a belly full of laughs and booking her there on the spot and creating their wedding celebrations with her. So then to roll that into their wedding day, they were like, you know what, stuff it. Let's bring that aspect into our wedding day. They obviously, they already liked kind of the rum. They liked that idea. They were a really fun kind of couple that just brought so much life to the day and life certainly to our venue. It was, you know, they're amazing. So on their wedding day, the celebrant did her amazing bit. She she made sure that everybody was completely involved and there was just such this um, element of calm and fun about the whole event. It was beautiful to watch. But they got, they signed the paperwork And then as they were turned around and they were introduced as Mr. and Mrs., it was time to shot some rum. So they did. And then everybody on the guest, in the guest um, 
I was going to say arena, but in the ceremony area was poured a shot glass of rum. And so together that was their thing is to do something that was quirky in that moment that brought them all together, that they remember that moment where they decided on the celebrant, they had a moment in their chapter of life together and were like, we want to bring this to our family and friends because it was so much fun to us. So for me, that's something that's really, really special is that your wedding, your life is part of your story. And I've worked for years in personal branding and business branding, where your story is the key and the thread to everything. It weaves its way through all of the things that you do, and it becomes your foundation. So I always say that, you know, certainly with personal branding, but even with weddings and what I've spoken to you guys about, about building a wedding, is use it as your foundation. You wouldn't go and build a house on sand, because that shit's going to fall over. You want to build your house on rock solid concrete foundations. And so for me, the story, your story as a couple, that is your foundation. So pull those threads apart as you start to tell your story on your wedding day and start to think of it like that. Like think of your wedding day as part of your story. This is like the first, second, third page of your story together, a brand new chapter that you can write right now in that moment. So what parts of your story are super important to you that you want to share with your family and friends that may not have seen that side of you guys before? Maybe they have, and that's even better when they can go, oh my gosh, that's so, that's so them. That's hilarious. That's totally them. That's totally what they do because those are the really humbling, warm parts of a wedding day. So in those moments of thinking about your story and how you can tell your story, what does that look like? I mean, again, at the vineyard, we've had couples when that have walked each other down the aisle because they didn't want a family member to do it for whatever reason. And and I'm thinking of a, a certain couple right now that had very significant reasons. Their family wasn't all together and they'd lost a loved one along the way. So for them, they wanted each other's support. They were in this together. They wanted to walk down the aisle together and make that entrance right there and then. Before they even got to the other end of the aisle and said, I do, they wanted that to be part of their story. And it was funny in talking to them because I wasn't trying to convince them out of it at all. I'm always fascinated how people want to tell their story. And it was more that I was totally involved in the reasons why they decided that they wanted to be there for each other in that moment. In And there was conversations around, you know, feeling self-conscious of everybody watching them walk down that aisle. And certainly for her, she was, she really felt that she didn't want people staring at her and she just wanted to get to the other end to be with him and, and kind of hold his gaze and be in that moment where she felt really safe and really comfortable. So to walk down the aisle together, it was kind of a no brainer. And it was really beautiful to, again, listen to that part of their story and then help actually act it out with them and and unfold it. That was something really, again, I feel so privileged to be a part of, but again, Going back to this, this is part of your story. You know, for me personally, um, I walked down the aisle to Crazy in Love by Beyonce because that's my song. And it wasn't that it's just my song. And it was Crazy in Love, an acoustic version that I found um, on YouTube. And this was back before Spotify and back when I remember I found the song on YouTube and I took it to my work my workplace then and said to my boss, I have no idea how to get this from there. Uh, onto my iPod. So he uh, he helped me work through how we were going to do that and put it on. And I still to this day, every time I hear the song, my skin just tingles because it reminds me of that exact moment. And for me in that moment, I didn't tell my husband that was going to be the song. I wanted it to be a secret. 
because I knew what the song meant. And, and for us, um, it meant every single time I hear that song, I lose my mind because it's the best song in the world. And I basically believe I am Beyonce, but I can't dance and I can't sing. But it's okay. I mean, I can dance, just not like Beyonce. However, I wanted that to be our song because every time it comes on, I go straight to the dance floor and everybody around me goes, oh my gosh, where's Kristen? Like they look for me, they find me, there I am on the dance floor. He, on the other hand, looks straight at the dance floor, laughs to himself and thinks, well, there she is. I know where she is. That's her spot. And so it's kind of this beautiful connection that we've got that in that moment, if that song ever comes on, I mean, he'll always dance with me. But if he's over the other side talking to some friends at a pub or something like that or at a party and I hear it come on, I'm straight at the dance floor. And he just turns around and goes, oh, yeah, there she goes. That's my girl. And so for me to do that song was kind of like this. Well, this is our moment that everybody at the wedding kind of goes, oh yeah, this is Kristen's song. Here she comes. And for him, it was like, oh yeah, there she is. That's her place. Um, and that's where I know she is. And that's where I know kind of is our little safe space together. It's our, it's our form of communication without being communication. So having the acoustic version, I wanted to do the real one. Don't get me wrong. But the acoustic version, when I found this was just really perfect because it led in and it was again that little tease like is this is this Beyonce is this I don't I don't know and so for me again it was that really cool having people guess and then and then all of a sudden go oh my gosh this could not be more Kristen and more Jason so I think for me that was a huge a huge one that I wanted to have and and since um, I've shared that with a few people some people have told me the songs that they've had that I think have became have sorry stop that have become moments for them on their wedding day that their guests still talk about so it doesn't need to be anything outrageous like coming down the aisle to a full-blown song with a full dance move or anything like that it can be something in the tiniest little details it could be the little signs hanging on the back of the chairs that says who you'd like to sit in what position and there might be a reason for that that you and they know there are certain things that you can do moving on from kind of walking down the aisle that you might want to think about something as simple as doing the speeches at a different time like we all know that public speaking isn't for everyone me personally do not mind a little public speaking but some people that turns them inside out upside down and makes them feel sick to the stomach so the last thing you want certainly if it's your father making a speech, which I know my father was um, nervous about that moment. So I, I identified that personally. But from the weddings that I have helped to host and that I've helped plan, the groom, some of the grooms are amazing speakers, but it might not be something that they're thrilled to do because of, again, that anxiety and that thought of people watching them and what will they think and will I stuff it up and will I say the right thing? And so maybe do your speeches first. Get in there, get introduced, get your speeches out the way. And when I say out the way, I don't mean like they're boring and you want them gone. I mean, allowing the people that are doing them to get them done so that they can move on and feel comfortable and confident from that moment on. Because for all, you know, you might know is if those speeches are coming later, then from that moment until the speeches, they're constantly thinking, oh, I better not drink too much because I don't want to look silly. I better not say that. Uh, now I'm just worried. When's it going to be like looking time checking? And, and that's the last thing you want. So another idea to make it your own, put the speeches wherever you want them. And that is a little simple, tiny touch that you can make a bit of difference with. The other thing, 
uh, gift ideas if you're doing the kind of bonboniere or um, the gift that people often give is do something that's specific to you guys. So I know like homemade jams or we've had um, people make homemade olive oil because it's from a family. That's what they do every year. So they made it and they bottle it up in little tiny bottles. Um, again, personally, we did little jars of Milo and little jars of garlic salt. And that's mainly because I'm totally obsessed with Milo. Uh, the bigger the spoon, the better. The less the milk, the better. And my husband is madly obsessed with garlic salt. And so to this day, people still talk about the fact that we put everybody's individual name on them and that was also their table name at, the, at the, where they sat. But they still use it and we still talk about it and laugh about the fact that we actually did it. But for us, it was kind of a no-brainer. Like, that's what we eat. Wouldn't it be funny if we did that? And it's still a talking point. So I think it's something that, again, be individual to who you are. Another great example that um, I want to share with you is I went to a wedding where the husband was a carpenter, a really, really clever guy. And they had a food truck, but at the food truck, you could order um, two options of meals. So you would go and you would order your meal and then you would kind of walk away and they'd call you out. So, and then you'd go and collect your meal. And in doing that, they created, everybody got their very own personal uh, chopping board. But the, it wasn't just a chopping board. It had their names stamped in it in the corner and it had a little cutout so that you could put your wine glass so that when you get your food that was prepared by the, uh, the food truck, which was awesome, it would put on the little plate there and off you'd walk with your wine and your food and they'd made it. He had cut it out himself and together they came up with the idea. And so we still have it now and we use it as a cheese board and people always say to us, oh, that's really cool. Where'd you get that from? I'm like from a mate's wedding. So again, using the skills you've got, using the passion you've got, especially if you're a can-do bride, and that is what the Secret Brides Club is about, can-do brides that want to get it done, give it a shot. Try something different and do something kind of like that. Do something that's your skill set and make it come to life. Other things that you might want to think about, um, I know, you know, not everybody's into a cake. Cut a pizza, Cut some cheese, uh, do a donut board, do an ice cream machine, do something that is you guys. Do some shots of gin, do some cocktails. You don't have to cut a cake if that's not what you want. You might want to walk down the aisle with someone else that isn't your father. Maybe he's not here. Maybe the relationship isn't there. Maybe it's a grandparent, a sister, a brother, a best mate, somebody that has been your rock through life. Choose them. Um, you might think about if you're having a sit-down meal, that instead of naming one, two, three, four, five, six, up to however many tables, you name them names of countries that you've traveled together. So people are like, oh yeah, we're sitting at Mexico tonight. Oh, remember when they went to Mexico? Lots of lols. Um, so that's a really good idea too. Uh, making your guests a gift. I really like that one because it becomes very personal as a really nice talking point. The list for what you can do is endless. Like, so if you're a total style nut, you might want your bridesmaids dresses to be so unique and so perfect to who you are, but also allow the girls to tell their story and tell, tell their style story. So you might say, hey guys, I would love this color and this color, and I'd love this kind of style, but I want you to create it as your own theme and your own vibe. So again, you're kind of giving them that style choice that tells your story as a couple. So that's just a few. There's so many, but I'm going to whiz back over some of them just so that we can kind of get our heads around it. It could be don't cut a cake, cut a pizza, cut a block of cheese, walk down the aisle with someone that might not be 
your dad or your stepfather or whoever that may be, someone traditional, again, air quotes, walk down the aisle with someone that is your rock, naming the tables, something different, making gifts for your guests, playing whatever the hell song you want to when you walk down the aisle because that's the song that you drunkenly fell in love together, then do that. Bring the dog. If the dog's part of your life, bring the dog along. Maybe do the speeches earlier if somebody, your father, you, your partner has a phobia of public speaking, get that in early. Rearrange the way the night unfolds. It might be you come in straight away, you get introduced, you do your speeches, you have your dinner, you cut your cake, whatever order that looks like for you. Make it something that's really fun and comfortable. Style yourselves and style your bridesmaids and groomsmen however you feel that that tells your story. The list again goes on but I'm not going to go on because I like to keep this short sharp and shiny and so that this is actionable advice for you. So to my point this whole podcast you do you. Mm, That's so cliche I get it I know but sometimes as a bride you forget that this is your day your day as a couple and you get so caught up in this world of weddings that you actually forget that at the end of the day it's a big fat party that you can just all get to get get together and celebrate together how you want to for who you are as a couple and and what what you've been through and where you're going and where the next chapter is leaving you is leaving you is leading you so my goal for you is to make this unique to who you are because at the end of the day how did you fall in love what is your love story and how can you tell that story best to each other so that you can kind of always look back and go oh my gosh remember when that happened and remember how we walked down the aisle to that and remember this it's another part of that beautiful chapter of your life together so when you start to potentially doubt or question that idea ask yourself Is this the unique way that you want to celebrate? Does it feel good to you as a couple? Does it feel like it's part of your love story? And if your answer is, hell yeah, then do it. Please just own that space and enjoy telling your story. Now, I want to just kind of jump in here at the last minute and say, if you are newly engaged and you have just found me, hello, welcome. I love being around happy, engaged people. Um, just people in general that are happy is basically who I like to be around. But I have just created something super, super special if you are just newly engaged. It is my five steps to getting started. So it's free. You can go to the link in the bio. You can actually go to the show notes and click on it. But this is the five steps that are going to take you from where the F do I start to finding your perfect venue, knowing your budget, knowing your style, understanding your guest numbers so that you can actually lock in a venue and get moving on the next steps of your planning. Because I know there's this point where you kind of go, yeah, I'm engaged. It's amazing. (gasps) What now? Uh, uh, Where do I start? And then you get Googling and then all of a sudden you're down this rabbit hole of like, duh, who do I trust? Where do I start? So I wanted to create this to help you start. And it's five steps. I've done them before. I've been through them. I've had brides go through these steps and it's literally taking you on the journey of what you need to put in place to get to booking that venue. So understanding your budget, where you might spend your money, and then the style and the numbers that your guests are, and then the location and what the venue might look like. So I would love you, if you are newly engaged, grab it now. It's The link is in the show notes, but it's also the link in my bio on Instagram. Download it. Get around it. Okay, gorgeous brides, that has been a big session for me today, but I've totally enjoyed being here and I hope 
that you embrace your wedding day and creating your moments as unique as you are because you are a very special, very wonderful and unique person and your wedding day needs to complement that for you as a couple and your unique love story. All right, I got to go. Have a lovely week and I will see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye.